This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. What is going on? Dump truck driver charged after pushing car onto the Gardner Expressway. Oh, this is crazy video. In Toronto, the video is wild. The sound of it is insane. So uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's all over social media. Dump truck at the front of it sideways. It's not like it's pushing it and the wheels are spinning on the Mini Cooper. The the Mini Cooper is sideways at the front of the dump truck. T-boned. And the dump truck is just giving her... uh, The Mini Cooper doesn't stand a chance. Listen to this. Tires screeching. There's dust flying up behind... uh, the dump truck. I do not understand how this driver did not know because not only is he T-boning the car, the tail end of the car is scraping against the guardrail. The concrete dust is flying up it everywhere. It must be intentional. It, or he's drunk. I don't know. You think you think he, maybe they got in a little road raid a- accident? I think I think somebody took someone else's parking spot. And- <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe it was like uh, my dump truck parking spot. Maybe the Mini Cooper kept on hanging around in the blind spot of this uh, driver, and the driver was like, "All right, time to teach you a lesson. If you're going to cut me off." Police have confirmed there is someone in that Mini Cooper too. There was a driver in in the car, Mm -hmm. probably calling nine one one as it was going. Oh my god, you'd be uh, you'd be wetting yourself. Um, the driver of the dump truck has been charged. The video that uh, was posted on TikTok has gone viral. I love the comment. Uh, kudos to whoever posted this on, on TikTok. Three laughing until you cry emojis and then just WTF. <laughs> I mean, what else can you say, really? That was the question I had as well. WTF is going on. <laughs> Looks like the scene out of... Uh, an action movie. Like, how is Mark Wahlberg not involved in this? Yeah, I feel like Vin Diesel's about to crawl out on the hood. <laughs> jump what onto was, the truck. What was the Mini Cooper movie with the, the heist? Oh, Italian Job. The Italian Job. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Also, I half expected, speaking of Wahlberg, he was in one of the Transformers movies, right? Didn't you expect one of the dump truck or the Mini Cooper to suddenly <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> like a Michael Bay movie yeah. over here. The dump truck transforms, then the then the excavator transforms, <laughs> and the motorcycle comes in. That would have been awesome. They all form into Devastator. <laughs> Look out, CN Tower. WTF. WTF is right. Yeah, the, uh, the, the police have not specified the details of the charge, but boy, do we need to find out. <laughs> What they are. What the hell happened here? Dump truck pushing a Mini Cooper sideways onto the gardener up the on-ramp. Wild. <laughs> it's got a text from somebody who is also a truck driver. That dump truck driver did something most of us truckers only dream of doing. <laughs> Don't encourage him, guys. He's a hero. No, he's not. He's a Decepticon. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us, Dan McTagg. He is the gas price wizard on Twitter. Find him on social media, and he knows his stuff. Uh, Dan, how are you? 
I'm doing fine uh, and just trying to hang on to the ride up and down at the uh, at the pumps. Yeah, it's been a while since we had you on because nobody's talking about gas prices when they're low. We don't want to jinx no. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't talking this time last year when it was 65 cents a litre. So, no, it's been a very quiet year, year and a half, but uh, that looks like it's changing rather dramatically, uh, including today where everyone's... Uh, Pretty happy they may have held off and uh, bought gasoline for as little as a dollar eighteen point nine or less, depending on the gas station not willing to charge a retail margin. Yeah, a bit of a drop overnight, but still prices higher than they have been in a long time. Uh, we've we've got people who have been texting us here saying uh, it's it's pipeline related. What is the truth in that? Well, it was Texas-related. It was OPEC-related. The drop, of course, had everything to do with markets being a little spooked over the third wave of COVID, especially in Europe, uh, where there there have been several nations locked down or going into lockdown, uh, thinking here France and Italy. That means demand for oil uh, had dropped. But, of course, uh, as you saw yesterday on the markets, uh, oil rallied. It picked up about a buck, two bucks a barrel, which unfortunately means uh, we're looking at about a two-cent increase uh, tomorrow, uh, at the pump. So take advantage of these lower prices. They may start to go up. And of course, uh, so you're telling us today is the day. (laughs) Today's the day. (laughs) The clock is ticking. Get some Jerry cakes. (laughs) (laughs) Take my word for it or lose your two cents. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we know that as, as the weather gets warmer, we usually see prices uh, jump, especially long weekends when people are traveling. Uh, What are we expecting for the summertime? Well, you don't have to go that far. Next week, next Wednesday, uh, the uh, government uh, imposes a two and a half cent increase uh, in gasoline, another hit to the carbon tax. That, by the way, will bring up to about 10 cents a litre here in Ontario. Um, so don't drive prices up by that much. Then, of course, two weeks later, not quite two weeks later, we have a switch over from uh, winter to summer gasoline. And yes, there is a big difference in the blend. Um, you don't want this thing blowing up, as they say, uh, during the summer when things get warmer. It gets more volatile, so they have to put additives in there that uh, stabilize the fuel. So that's going to be another four cent a liter increase. And then, of course, uh, well, let's see what happens if uh, more vaccines roll out. Uh, we're likely going to see prices move, uh, you know, pretty much across southern Ontario, Toronto, London, Hamilton. Take your pick. I would wouldn't be surprised to see uh, summer demand restore prices back to one thirty five a liter. That'll be the new normal for regular. For a regular, don't even bother talking about premium. It's thirty, thirty-one cents above. I need to, I need to put premium more. in my car, Dan. This That's is what you get for being fancy, Taz. I didn't know I was being fancy until I had already driven it off the lot. That's a, if you are buying a vehicle, make sure that is one of the questions you ask before you sign yes. the papers. The premium fleecing. There you go, oh, man. Okay, well, let's focus on the positive news. You've got about 12 hours to put gas in your tank uh, before <laughs> prices skyrocket. Get out there and fill up. Dan McTagg from uh, from Twitter, Gas Price Wizard, is how you can find him, and he knows what's going on. He can save you some money. Jim Kelly has uh, has made a song he wants to share with everybody. What's it about, Jim? Well, you know, everybody's doing, uh, you know, updates of, of classic things, basically, and putting out subpar versions of something that, that was great. And so now you've decided it. to do the I decided same. to do the same thing to a classic song. Uh, because I was listening to the radio the other day, and this song came on, and I was like, this is a great song, but it's just... It didn't have the impact. It doesn't have the impact now as it did when it came out. A little outdated. A little outdated. That song is the is the Bare Naked Ladies classic, If I Had a Million Dollars. Because, you know, a million 
ain't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And in fact, dollars ain't what they used to be. True. So to modernize it uh, for 2021, here is If I Had a Million Bitcoin. If I had a million Bitcoin, if I had a million Bitcoin, I'd buy you some art, like a banana tape to a wall or a Banksy. If I had a million Bitcoin, if I had a million Bitcoin, I'd buy you a house, but not in Toronto, still too expensive. If I had a million Bitcoin, if I had a million Bitcoin, I'd skip the vaccine line Like all the other rich people are doing secretly If I had a million bitcoin I'd be strung out on drugs If I had a million bitcoin I'd buy a condo up on Mars If I had a million bitcoin couple bars if i had a million bitcoin we wouldn't have to eat craft dinner with fancy ketchup but we would eat craft dinner with fancy ketchup still sure we just add even more delicacies to it like cut up a fancy organic grass-fed hot dog wieners but the fancy ones would still just be lips and buttholes right yeah of course or else they wouldn't be hot dogs if i had a million bitcoin <laughs> if i had a million bitcoin i'd buy twitter or facebook and do the whole world a favor and delete it <laughs> if i had a million bitcoin <laughs> if i had a million bitcoin i'd buy a japanese robot not to make love to just for company if i had a million bitcoin if i had a million bitcoin probably try the taste of human meat with my hollywood buddy army hammer if i had a million bitcoin i'd buy new golf clubs if i had a million bitcoin I'd bring back the nordiques and expos if i had a million bitcoin just to rep the jays and say those quebec teams blow if i had a million bitcoin i'd be rich <laughs> oh yeah you're right million dollars isn't going very far these days no. you and need a million bitcoin a million bitcoin is fifth $50 trillion. So you could really do a lot. I didn't realize you were friends with Army Hammer. I, well... Can I read your text exchanges with him? I'd I, rather you don't. They're usually no fairly interesting. No yeah. screenshots. <laughs> and 100%, you are not getting that Japanese robot for company. <laughs> we all know exactly no, what you're doing I'll with it. Look at the personality upgrade. You want to share Jim's song, If I Had a Million Bitcoin, with your friends, you can find it on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Extra, extra, read all about it. Fake News You Choose is the name of the game. Our contestant is Lanka in Markham, Ontario. Hey, Lanka. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. This is how the game works. We are going to give you a headline. You guess whether or not it's a real news story or it's complete nonsense that Jim and I have made up. So is it real news or is it fake news? And uh, we've got a theme here today. 
You know, the Florida man is always getting a ton of attention. Everyone's always talking about how crazy those Florida men can be. Mm-hmm. Florida woman overlooked. You know, they're getting into some shenanigans as sure. well, the Florida women. So we've got all Florida women stories for you today on the show. Okay, Lanka? Okay. The first one here, fake news you choose. Florida woman who coughed in the face of cancer patient pleads guilty could face jail time. Uh, I'm going to say that's that's a true story. Yes. You true. are fake yeah. news. Terrible, terrible move. But at it, least it's refreshing when people plead guilty to something. It was know? accountability. It was at a Pier 1 store, and there was a woman who was trying to return items that she didn't have with her, and she started yelling at employees. So another woman pulled out her, her camera and started filming her, which is what you do in that situation. So the, the lady who was freaking out at the employees came over to the camera lady, started coughing in her face. Turns out, uh, unbeknownst to the the angry lady the camera lady had cancer oh boy yeah and it wasn't good she, to be fair she just thought she was acting like a bee towards a healthy person okay <laughs> she was just contaminating a normal person in my defense i just i i'm not nice to anyone okay <laughs> cancer or not in fact it'd be rude if i didn't cough on her uh, next story here. Fake news you choose, Lanka. Police seeking help from public to find Florida woman who was caught on camera urinating in Slurpee machine. Oh, my God. In a Slurpee machine? Mm-hmm. Think, um, think of the logistics of that one. I'm going to say that's true. No, it is not. pile of garbage. <laughs> totally sounds true, though. <laughs> I pictured her. I pictured her perching up there. Yeah, like you'd, you'd have to get up top, I believe. I don't think you get the spouts pointing out. Okay, anyways. Next headline. Florida woman hospitalized after trying to shave her legs using her pet alligator. That's got to be fake news. Yes, you it are is fake, fake news. Okay, I was going to say. Because you can leave a donkey in your backyard to mow the grass. Uh-huh, or I don't a goat. know if an alligator <laughs> right? shave your legs. <laughs> I just wanted to try and, and throw the most Florida headline possible <laughs> it's out so there. silly it was believable. What about this one? Fake news you choose. A Florida woman mom goes to her daughter's school wearing a boxing glove to fight a child. I actually read that uh, yesterday. That is... Uh, true story. You got you it. Are fake yeah. news. It's <laughs> a wild one. Jacksonville, Florida, 34-year-old woman named Edith uh, put a, one boxing glove on. <laughs> one to grab the jersey, one to punch. Yeah, her daughter started a fight with a, a girl in the schoolyard. Edith joined in, threw some punches at the girl while she was on the ground. Uh, she's been charged with uh, abusing a child and having a special weapon because when the police came, she couldn't get the boxing glove off, so she was caught isn't glove that handed. less dangerous? That's kind of the nice thing to do is put a boxing glove on. Yeah, I, I guess. Final headline. Missing Florida woman rescued after being found naked in a storm drain 20 days after she went missing. Naked in a storm drain. 20 days? 20 days after she went missing, found naked in a storm drain. Uh, that's so weird. I'm, I'm going to say that's a true story. It you is are true. fake news. Oh. <laughs> Delray Beach, Florida. This is crazy. 43-year-old woman went swimming in a canal, and she said she came across a doorway near a shallow part of the canal. Okay, never. Yeah. 
if you if you're not going to drown, Pennywise the clown is probably in there, right? <laughs> it's not like a fancy. Oh, let's go scuba diving. She went through the doorway. She ended up stuck in a storm drain. Everybody just assumed the worst. They thought she was dead, but they found her in a storm drain twenty days later. Oh Can you imagine? God. At least that's she had plenty of water because that's that's what gets you. And the alligators didn't get her too, right? Yeah. Hey, that's more than enough for the victory. Congratulations, Lanka. We're hooking you up with a hundred dollars in Lotto Max tickets. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it, and uh, it, was, it was great uh, being on the air with you guys and playing the game. <laughs> this story out of Florida. The woman who showed up at her daughter's middle school with a boxing glove on her left hand started a fight with with one of the students. The mother ended up punching a student while she was on the ground because her daughter was in a fight with some other girl, you know. I'm looking at this story, Jim. She told the cops after she was arrested the reason she had the boxing glove on. It's not because she went to cause any trouble. She says that it, she accidentally super glued the boxing glove to her hand and she couldn't take it <laughs> off. <laughs> Why? In what world? Why would it be glued on? Why isn't that in the place? headline? Woman with boxing glove super glued to her wrist. I'm just trying to think. How punches out children in schoolyard. Why would you ever think that was a good idea? What, like, uh, it's, I'm so confused as to how this came about. Like she how thought long, that maybe she got in a how fight. How long's like, it been on there? Yeah, I mean, she must be lying. Like she probably thought that if she went there, somebody would try to rip the boxing glove off her, and so she thought she'd be one step ahead. Or maybe it was that she accidentally super glued it on there, and she's been living her daily life for three or four months just oh. with one boxing glove on. Maybe she put some adhesive on her nails to put some stick on uh, adhesive nails, then put her hand in the glove. I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't make sense. Super glued is what she said. Hmm. You you always do wonder though. Like, do you want to defend your children? I get it. <laughs> that's that's a little too far. But I was at the playground the other day with my son Grace, and he's four, but he looks a little bit older. He looks five, maybe six. And another kid came up to him with a stick, and he pointed it at him like a sword, and he said "on guard" or something. And Grayson was terrified, so I said to the other kid, "I'm like, hey, buddy, do you mind not pointing the stick at him?" And the kid turned to me. And, you know, he's six or seven years old. He's like, who are you to talk to me like that? No, he didn't. Yeah. I was like, I'm his father, bud, and just, you know, calm down a little bit here. He's only four years old. Don't point a stick at him. When he took that back talk tone to you, Taz, you should have picked up your own stick. Well, he's lucky I didn't accidentally super glue a boxing glove to my <laughs> wrist a couple of weeks ago. Don't fight children. But you know what I mean? You always want to stick up for your kids, but then you worry. It's like, what if this guy's uh, mom or dad hears me say, don't do something to him? Are they going to get mad? And are they going to be understanding of the situation? I think the, yeah, I think the important thing is empowering your kid to stick up for themselves. Right. Because, you know, there's nothing more embarrassing than your parents having to fight for you. So it's, you know, you got to teach your kid either to fight for themselves or to stick up for themselves or to ignore the bully. So I should have tossed Grace in a stick. You should have, yeah. Like Grace it, cool, catch! Yeah, Mid-air. <laughs> <laughs> Time for sports with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a f- penalty against Nashville early in the... Well, we don't take any joy in this, but uh, you told us so yesterday, Dev. You said that if you're a referee in the NHL, 
and you are caught on a hot mic saying that you want to give a specific team a call, you're probably going to get fired. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, Tim Peel is no longer working NHL games uh, following his comments uh, following the uh, Tuesday game. To me, I thought this was pretty clear cut. I mean, you say you're going to do this uh, on, you say you're doing this on the mic, and everyone finds out goodbye. Right. Okay. Well, you say that. So do you think it's okay for refs to still do what he did? They're just not allowed to say it out loud. Well, I mean, they shouldn't do what they did, but the fact of the matter is they're humans and uh, they're going to get emotional just the same way everyone gets emotional. The NHL should be using this as a larger learning moment to say, okay, well, let's improve our officiating because in the NHL, like in every pro sport, there are concerns and valid criticisms about officiating. But if you are literally caught on a hot mic doing this, I mean, to me, the NHL had no had no other recourse. I do feel bad for the guy. You know, how mad is he at, at whoever was in control of the uh, the microphone on off switch? There, he'd still be gainfully employed, <laughs> right? No, it's well. No, I mean, listen to this. Like, we are on a mic. We understand. Like, if you are, if you're, if there's a mic in front of you. You got to be careful what you say yeah. because it might get out. And if we say something stupid, even though lots of people may say something stupid on the mic and not get caught, doesn't mean you don't pay the price for getting caught. And so now there's the microphones it. everywhere. It's not just in TV studios, radio studios, you know, uh, broadcast booths. Everybody has a microphone, so you, you just got to watch yourself at all times. Uh, we had some Taz and Jim listeners messaging us, calling us, saying we didn't know what we were talking about. We were making a big deal out of nothing. Uh, Kyle on Twitter said, Taz and Jim, the way that ref was, is talking is standard in refing hockey. Game management, you have to feel the game and know when a penalty will keep things under control. I've refed hockey for 15 years, and it's a standard thing to consider in hockey. Apparently not the case, according to the NHL. I think Kyle should be fired from a refereeing <laughs> a hockey game. But, it's, but if every ref call, like, we got a few calls from refs, and they're all saying the same thing. It does seem to be the unwritten rule. I have a feeling that the other refs that he works with are not going to be happy about this call because they're probably doing the same things. Well, they'll be under the microscope now. I guarantee they won't be talking like that after seeing what happened to Tim. They will be talking like that, but the mentality of the game and how they'll be calling it is, will still be the same. The way that players are going about the game should dictate the penalties. I mean, Kyle's talking about this is a good thing. Does anyone think this is a good thing for the game? I don't think it's a good thing where you have referees trying to even things out for the flow of the game. No, I mean, the, the NHL could also use this as an opportunity to improve officiating, but if we're all just talking about Tim Peel, that's probably not going to happen. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early. In the- Here's a headline that got our attention. It's from Blog T.O. reads, Toronto sex shops are fighting to have sex toys recognized as legitimate medical supplies. They want to be an essential service. And this all started at a sex shop in Toronto called The Nookie. We've got the founder of the Nookie, Veronica Casaleas, joining us. Hey, Veronica. 
Hey there. This is interesting. You know, there's been a lot of retail businesses who have been trying to look for ways around guidelines with COVID and the pandemic and having to shut down stuff like that. I think you may have one of the best arguments, though, a legitimate argument with uh, what what you're trying to uh, say in your fight. Can you explain why you think sex shops should be allowed to stay open? Yeah, absolutely. Although, because I've been officially accused of trying to find a loophole um, by the city, I do feel the need to say that this honestly isn't me trying to find a loophole. My interest in sexual health um, and sex toys as sexual health dates all the way back to when I was in university in 2002. So I do genuinely um, believe that this is a legitimate fight. And so, yeah, um, Medical supplies, businesses that sell medical supplies are allowed to be open, and what a lot of people don't understand, um, because honestly, thankfully, they haven't had need to yet, is that medical um, sex toys do count as medical supplies under the definition of just a device that is designed to either um, prevent or treat illness or dysfunction. And so, for example, if you wanted to just look even at the most basic, um, which would be trans people, so things like packers and harnesses, for example, are necessary for trans men to be able to... uh, express their identity. Sex shops are the only place where you can get those kinds of products. And so, again, there's also a confidential need for people like that to get them because trans youth, for example, can be victimized. They can be kicked out of their houses by their parents for coming out as trans. And so people do need confidential access to these products. Another really basic example that a lot of women will be able to relate to is a lot of people um, up to a third of women after they've given birth will have problems with incontinence because their pelvic floor gets strained. And so things like Kegel weights can help um, strengthen your pelvic floor again so that women can get their function back. That's, again, just a really basic medical function of these products. And there is no other place um, that you can get those besides that sex shop. Well, and just the fact that everyone's been stuck at home with a lot of time uh, on their hands. So the, the pleasure example, and I'm glad you're, you're bringing that up, a lot of people kind of dismiss the legitimacy of these products because there's a pleasure aspect. But I would agree with you um, that the pleasure aspect is honestly just as important. And so right. even Toronto, yeah, Toronto Public Health themselves has said, you know, um, sexual uh, pleasure is a res- it helps result in uh, lack of anxiety, helps alleviate symptoms of depression, helps people sleep. Um, and again, there's also... It encourages people not to hook up when they can go out and get these products. And we are seeing a lot of people uh, in any gender spectrum coming in because a a year is a long time to go. Yeah, Um, lonely. (laughs) They're still not at a place where they're willing to hook up on Tinder. So they're coming in because sexual health um, and sexual pleasure is an integral part of overall health. And they... They're needing that kind of release right now. Well, you look at the LCBO. They didn't shut the liquor stores and the beer stores down, and that's because everyone would have gone crazy. Well, and so this is this is just it. And, I mean, this is, again, kind of my, my problem with the city having a problem with this is, you know, it's not just alcoholics that are allowed to go into LCBO right now. Everybody can go in and get a pleasurable product from LCBO. So the fact that we're being treated um, differently or as if we're doing something somehow wrong... Um, it, it, the thing that bothers me the most about the way that they're behaving is that if they want to shame me for trying to be open as a small business, fine, that's a whole other conversation. But by shaming me, they're shaming the people that are reliant on these products. And that is a problem. There's already a lot of stigma for a lot of marginalized communities. There's already a lot of shame around their identities. Um, and then by the city saying sex shops are wrong and dirty, the association of that is therefore your behavior, your desire, and your identity is dirty. 
and that's not okay. Would you be okay if they said, okay, Veronica, you can open your store, the Nookie, on College Street there, but you're only allowed to sell these types of products. You can't get, no. like, the edible underwears and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, the grocery the stores are open. Why the grocery stores so. are open. <laughs> and I like this. You're an independent sex shop, but one of the giants in the industry, the Stag Shop, is teaming up with you on this. It's almost like the, the sex shop Avengers are forming well you know what it is and i also feel like it's kind of like a case of the big guy helping the little guy out quite a bit because i was going to move forward with this lawsuit with or without the sex shop and so yeah thankfully they joined in it is a little bit of yeah like the big guy stepping up to help the little guy to fight the big bad government and again another thing that uh, sex shops can do for you if your little guy needs help from the big guy you're there for him i do i feel like it's a bit of a hero story i'm really glad that that I have the opportunity to kind of give a voice to these groups, and I'm really grateful for Stag Shop support, and that for sure. Well, we'll follow your story. Hopefully there's a happy ending. Um, <laughs> and uh, I know you're not looking for a loophole, but do you have a product that can help people explore their loophole? So. <laughs> It's really good for Taz's mental health. Yeah, so it would be good for my mental health if you could help me with that one. <laughs> you know what? You give me a call after, and I'll give you a little video tour of all the stuff. Done. All right. Veronica, the Nookie on College Street in Toronto. Legitimate medical supplies. If you need some, they're open. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.